Welcome to Business Leader Breakthroughs, where we help unlock the potential in you, your teams, and your business. I'm your host, Ryan Castle, along with Dr. Mike Ashby. We share insights, experiences, and stories on achieving breakthrough success in business and life. To learn more, click the link in the episode show notes or go to thebreakthrough.co. Now let the breakthroughs begin. Hey Mike, I reckon we should talk about something scary. <laughs> it's not Halloween. Uh, okay. It's that uh, question that comes up at the executive table or the business owner's senior leadership team, and they go, right, so we're about to invest in some training development for our people. What will the... Results be. What will the what results will be and mm-hmm. what will be the return on investment? I've found that the scariest question. As somebody, the results? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, being able to say, well, people say, well, what will I get for this? How will I measure it? Over the years that we've been doing this, you know, training and development, uh, that question of, well, how will I know it's working? I go, well, look, you know, we'll double your income, double your time off, that kind of stuff, and, and hope for the best. And hopefully we doubled your income. And, totally. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. There we go, yeah. It's always been quite hard to, um, it's the problem, and it was true as a consultant too. Somebody once said to me, so can you hand on heart say that we're going to recover at least our fees in terms of increased, oh, uh, yeah. hand on heart. Was, yeah. yeah. This still leaves one hand to cross yeah, behind yeah. your back, doesn't <laughs> things to cross behind your back. And, and uh, we were sort of confident, but could we actually put a measure on it? Mm, that was really hard. Mm. So it is always quite hard to attribute value to things, these softer skills, you might call them, we call them now core skills, but it's still quite hard to see the relationship between a direct relationship that an accountant would like between that there and that yes. number there. So yes. yeah, that's a challenge. Yep. The it's expense challenge. line and the profit line. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And there are so many factors involved. I think what we know from research around the learning and development industry is that a lot of training is not working. Yeah. So I think if you talk to any business leader and said, if I could deliver highly engaged, highly developed people to you, do you think they would give you a good result in your yeah. business? They go, yeah. yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, that's, they're that's, an essential ingredient. Get that's it. Right. Totally. That's so, so they kind of yeah. get it. I think some of the concern comes around uh, research we see about just how ineffective some training is. And we've seen statistics like from the HBR that said of the $200 billion, billion. B. billion spent in the US market alone on learning and development, mm-hmm. they estimate that only 10% of it actually delivered a, a valuable return. Yeah, yeah. And there's other stats like uh, McKinsey talk about $14 billion spent just on leadership development and and that generating a similar kind of return and if you if you talk to business leaders and say are you happy with the return you're getting on training are you happy with the effectiveness of your leadership development training in particular and let's focus on that rather than technical training or anything else they'll say no not really it's a bit like well it's not even as good as marketing you know the whole thing about 50 percent of your advertising is wasted but you don't know which 50. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the same. There's a sense that, well, it's expensive in time, particularly time, but also cash, and hmm, don't see necessarily that much change as a consequence. So people people kind of know this. And I guess, you know, the research bears that out. Yeah. And that's the, the leader's perspective, and I think there's the employee, the team member mm. perspective that, um, you know, Gartner found that only 70% of people felt they didn't have the skills yeah. to do the job that they yeah. were required to do. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a scary when you when you put those two uh, perspectives together. Well, it kind of worries you in terms of how, how they're doing their job. If they don't feel they've got the skills, they're probably not doing a very good job. 
Correct. And yeah. they know it. And and they know it and they don't feel that great. Yeah, yeah they're great about it. And then we, we've seen this high incidence of people that go to training or learning development that mm. is ineffective mm. around leadership training. Very low numbers, like only around 12% feel like they could then apply what mm. they were learning in yeah. real life or in their real job yeah. uh, based on what they're learning. Yeah, that, that kind of application of skills is, is really a fundamental challenge. And, and what they describe as the biggest gap, they had some very fancy term for it, but basically they we're talking about the distance between where people learn and where they apply. And the wider that gap, the more waste there is, the more loss, if you like. In the time it takes to get back to get, get, get back to the workplace, they've already lost a whole heap of it, which tells you that the most effective learning is going to happen in the workplace. Correct. Tells you a whole lot of things, actually, which we won't talk about in this podcast, and we have talked about it other times, about how to design leadership development programs that work and and why they work. But for now, we'll just say there's a lot of money wasted. A lot. A lot. Billions. Billions. Yep. yep, absolutely. So look, this is a question we get asked from yep. uh, our own clients. Uh, how will we measure results or measure ROI in, in programs? And one of the frameworks we uh, have referenced is the Kirkpatrick framework. Yep. Uh, some very deep research around how do you look at return on investment? How do you look at results out of, mm. out of programs? Do you want to just give us some insights into, yeah, into that? It's not all that, I guess, revolutionary. What it does is it just says, look, there are four dimensions to it. And the first one is that the participants themselves have to actually enjoy it. They've got to have some measure of satisfaction, whether you use net promoter score or course ratings or... Mm -hmm. I think if you ask simple questions like, do you feel like this is worthwhile use of your time? Yeah. You know, that gives you a pretty good indication of how much satisfaction they're getting from... Oh, look, uh, have you enjoyed the program? Mm -hmm. You know, out of 10. Simple. Yep, simple, really yep. simple, keep it simple. Yeah, yep. absolutely. And the second one is about the, the learning. So yeah. I came here to learn these skills and they may be soft skills and certainly it's a big part of what uh, our programs yep. cover. Yep. Um, how, how can we assess uh, improvement in soft well, skills? Well, again, it's a pretty simple way of, of you take a baseline. The Kirkpatrick model says this particular skill application piece is about the skills they should be developing through the program. So it's not other skills that aren't related. That wouldn't make sense. So you do a baseline of uh, an assessment, a self-assessment and other assessment, managers and others if you want, about their skill level in those particular dimensions. Like for example, you know, delegation is one that we often use. Yes. And that's a good example. So you know, how good are they at delegating? How good do you feel like you are and how good do others feel you are? And then you do, you can do a midpoint, but you know, typically you just do an endpoint mm-hmm. and just go, what do others think about your delegation skill mm-hmm. now? What do you think about your delegation mm-hmm. skill? And what do you do if your team member comes back and goes, I think you're too good at delegation? <laughs> you can never be too good oh, at delegation. Oh, you can never be too good. Okay. No, I've, I've been accused of that. It's, um, no, I'm just, I'm just enabling is what I'm Enabling, mm. helping others mm. grow. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Valid point. And I think that skill application piece, which is the third dimension, yep. it's, uh, you know, they're very closely related between the, am I understanding the skill and then yep. am I applying it? And again, that kind of 360 framework. That's the way. You know, do you feel like you've improved in these areas? Do, does your team leader or the person you report to and do the people you work with also yep. uh, feel like you've improved in this, this skill or have a good grasp of it? Yeah. Yeah, makes, uh, makes a lot of sense. Yep. Yep. And then look, the fourth dimension is the, is the business results mm. piece. 
Okay, mm. This is the one where probably ambiguity uh, comes in because mm-hmm. there are so many factors mm-hmm. involved. But again, I think there are some things that are so closely related mm. that if we if we know we're getting an improvement in these things, that it would, through common sense and, and business acumen, know that we were getting to a better business yeah. results. Those are things like culture scores, which we might try to measure through engagement. Mm-hmm. And we uh, actually have a whole other podcast on what are the eight questions you really need to be asking to figure out mm-hmm. engagement. Mm-hmm. And uh, are you having fun at work is not one of them. No. Not one. So things, the engagement scores that are very related to your uh, passion, your commitment at work, mm. your willingness to put in uh, additional effort into what you're what you're doing. These are the kind of things that are really important from an engagement perspective. And then there's other things like uh, retention. So how good is the organisation at retaining the, particularly the highly valued members of the, mm. of the team, the mm. ones that they see being part of the, the growth path scores around around those. And then, you know, look, there are some financial metrics that come into play as well. Whether you can attribute uh, 100% of the yep. results from there around the leadership development, but look, fundamentally, we're going to look to draw some comparisons and yeah. we've been able to do that. You know, on that financial side, it comes down, it really comes down to productivity. What we've seen happen with, with productivity increases is, first off, managers are more mindful about how they are managing and they work out that they in fact, have to do less to get more done. And yet that lovely quote from uh, Troy at, at Active Engineering, yes. he, he said, it's been unreal, you know, that it used to be that all the conversations about firefighting, now the boys on the floor, he says, the different conversations completely, they're conversations about planning and how we're gonna improve this result. And as he said, you know, he's happier, the team leaders are happier, the teams are happier, and, and as in his immortal words, Happier team means getting more shit out the door faster. And that's what it's about. Yeah. You know, the productivity piece is not only faster, but faster is more profitable. Mm. And he was able to kind of reflect that in the dollars, wasn't he? He was in in very accurate dollars going. Our labor rate's gone from, uh, or our profit per labor hour has gone from uh, X to Y. And that X to Y shift was circa like 75%. So it was huge. And they they were directly attributing uh, that outcome to how that leadership development was filtering down through the organization. And they could trace it back. You know, he said six months ago, he was actually able to track it back to when we started that program with his team leaders. And you'd kind of expect that. And the big changes that happened, number one, him, you know, how he sees his role is no longer kind of command and control and driving and solving every problem. It's actually teaching his guys how to solve problems. And they then get the idea, well, they need to be planning. How do they use their time? Uh, it's not kind of mindless stuff. It's actually thinking about, okay, what happened there? What do we need to do differently next time? And I know that sounds obvious. Nearly every organization in the world has some form of, it didn't work, but we don't know why, and we're going to do it again because we haven't stopped to think. It's really just stopped to think. And he says that. He says, everybody in the organization now stops and thinks, which that's, that's what mindfulness at work looks like. That's what the, the consequence of leadership development. And that's what drives productivity. What does productivity increase? Doing stuff in a different way, faster, better, or cheaper. And that doesn't happen by accident. 
It doesn't, and it's why we call it the active yeah. management program. Of course, it's about getting into that active mindset. Stop being reactive. In fact, yeah. module one in the program is active yep. versus reactive. That's right. And when we talk to members of organisations, they very quickly identify that a big part of what they do is reactive. Yeah. And moving into that active mode, going, what is the next best use of my time? If I've got another hour block coming up, yeah. what could I use it for? Yes, I could use it for the next ten things that have arrived in my inbox or my intro or whatever. Yeah. But actually, I should refer back to our priorities. How does that fit with the strategic goals and outcomes and projects the organization's working on? How can I move those things forward? Because if I move those things forward, those are the things that will yeah, create results. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, Ross at, at Active VMA will say it has transformed the place. It's, you know, the culture change that has resulted from that leadership development. We can see it now in the dollars. So I think it's one of those things that, yeah, historically I've felt pretty reluctant to kind of go, well, I'm not sure exactly how much improved leadership can be held responsible for this improvement, uh, but I'll you know, take whatever credit is offered. There is no doubt now. It is very Absolutely. clear what uh, leadership development is doing for organizations. Mm. Very, very clear. Mm. And importantly, leadership development of operational managers. Correct. You know, yes, we, we see organizations have got very highly evolved senior leadership and executive executive teams. Yay. But if you want to create change in the organization that yeah. can actually implement the strategies that that senior group is talking about, you've got to have great leadership skills at your operational manager level. Totally. That's where the transformation happens, and that's true of big organisations. It's just as true of small organisations. You know, Active, I think, is about 100 people. Uh, no, 60. Yeah, and there's about 10% of them who are on the programs. The seniors, have, the senior guys have done it, and now the, the operational level are doing it, and the difference it's making, fantastic. Yeah. So you comment around, it's where transformation happens. If you've got great leadership development at your operational manager level, it's where it happens, and it's also where it stops because you can have the yeah. best transformation plans and the best transformation yeah. strategy. And yeah. you know we're using this big word of transformation. It might simply be key initiatives or key goals you've got in your, in your company. But if your operational managers don't have the skills to implement those mm -hmm. into the business and into the teams that actually make that happen, mm -hmm. equally it will stop. That's where high performance happens or doesn't. Yep. Yeah. And it's that high performance in an organisation, it's that sense when you walk into an organisation, you know it's there mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. it's not. Yeah, yeah. that's the energy, isn't yeah. it? That's yeah, that's the energy. And yep. it's, you know, we all probably struggle a little bit to define exactly what culture is, but boy, we know when we walk into an organisation whether it's got a good one or a bad one. And, whether you, and you can measure that in terms of things like engagement, that's where the business results happen, and that's the connection between those sorts of measures and the outcomes. The energy, the positive energy will translate into better results. That will. Yeah. That will. So if you'd like to know more about transforming your organisation from the middle out, as we call it, work with your operational managers. Uh, this is a very, very key focus for us here at The Breakthrough. Um, and we have unlocked in our program design uh, not only how you engage those operational managers and give them the leadership development skills that they need, uh, but also how you can measure it from, a, from an ROI that actually has impact on the people and on the business. Absolutely. Thanks. Cheers.